When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now, it's time to get to work. Adam, it's still real. The Denver Broncos have traded for Russell Wilson. Now, it's not official yet. The league year does not start until today at 2 p.m. Today being when people are hearing this. But... It's still a real thing. It hasn't been an April Fool's joke a couple weeks prior to April Fool's. It's not a bad joke. No one's popped up and said, just kidding. It's still real. It's uh, So as we record this, you talk about today being the day that uh, people are listening, which would, would be a Wednesday, uh, the 16th. We're recording on, on March 15th, which for the, you Shakespeare fans out there, Beware the Ides of March. I definitely was concerned that today would be a day of, of uh, someone telling me that this Russell Wilson thing was a real joke, and I could say, et tu, Brute. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tone it down now. We'll get back to some just regular football stuff. But it does feel, every day when I wake up, it does feel like, okay, this is. I feel good about being a fan again. And nothing has happened. I, I think it's interesting to sort of examine just the – the mentality of the fan in recognizing how important this move is, but also recognizing that at this point, nothing has really happened games wise. The Broncos haven't put a product on the field yet for us to evaluate. All we know is that they went out and got a, got a quarterback that is a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. 
that can change the face of the franchise and has changed just the mood in Denver. And that, that to me is huge because as we're getting ready to start talking about free agency, because that's really what we're going to be talking about. Having Russell Wilson is not exactly like having Peyton Manning. I don't want to make it sound like that, but having Russell Wilson is akin to that. It's the same system, right? Hey, we, we traded for Russell Wilson. We have a shot. Why don't you come to Denver? And then you get guys that are going to do that. And it makes it so I'm just going to start. I'm just going to get this argument out of the way so we can just talk about free agency. It makes the mortgaged the future argument that I keep hearing from non-Bronco fans so ridiculous. Like it's the dumbest thing ever. And I saw I was watching NFL Network today. I have, you know, as a teacher, usually I'm working on a Tuesday, but we had like a half day thing. So I get home. And Maurice Jones-Drew was talking about this. And he said, every team needs to find talent. And there's different ways to do that. You can find talent through the draft, which is what you do when you're stockpiling picks. Or you can use free agency. It looks to me like George Payton is going to do a mix of those things. They still have, what is it, five picks or six picks in the top 150 or whatever. I don't remember what the number is, but it's significant. I think it's four or five in the top 150. Which is fantastic wonderful especially when you just traded a first round pick and a second round pick so the picks are there and they're building through free agency mortgage the future what future are you mortgaging you just you said it last week this is the same front office that just won an award for the best draft in 2021 they literally just got an award for the best draft. And he still has a stockpile of picks that if he sees somebody in the late first round or early in the second that he wants to get, he has the capital to move up and do so. So this argument that he mortgaged his future, it's nonsense and it's stupid because what future? Yeah, what future? Have you not you you obviously have not watched the Broncos the last 6 years because there's been no future. Yes, a, a future of, of uh aging veteran quarterbacks competing with a horrible Drew Locke is not the future I want to live in. That sounds like a dystopian world where bombs are going off all around. That's maybe a bad reference at this point, but certainly the dystopian Broncos country is not the the Broncos country I want to live in. I want to live in this Broncos country that feels like it's on the edge of paradise. That feels like I'm I am the remember we, you know we've talked about hopium and hopium's a bad thing. It just injected all into me, right? I'll take all the hopium you have because the hope even though they might tell you at AFC Richmond, it's the hope that kills you. I disagree here. It's the hope that gives you that joy of the game. And we know that the future was not bright without Russell Wilson because there was no other real viable option. We there were, was no future. <laughs> we, we were preparing to like talk ourselves into Mitch Trubisky and, uh, and Malik Willis with the ninth pick, which Malik Willis may end up being a nice quarterback. Mitch Trubisky, get out of here. And so I'm glad I'm not a Steelers fan today, just like every day, but even more so today. And I'm glad that I more, this is a mortgage I'm willing to pay. Let's put it that way. When you buy a big house and you have a big mortgage, you hopefully like the house. I like the house that's being built right now. 
I, I, and I think that's legitimate. I like the house that's being built right now. I'm filled with metaphors. Well, the thing that I like about it is he's coming into a system, an offensive system, he's never been a part of. He's played for a head coach whose whole philosophy is predicated on running the football and playing good defense. He's never been in a system where he, he's going to be able to sling it and use the tools that he has, which he is very good at. His long ball, he's one of the best deep passers in the NFL. And now you're giving him Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, and let's remember a speedy K.J. Hamler who could turn into the Tyler Lockett-esque receiver that he had in, in Seattle. And now it's in a system. I said this last week when we were talking about how we were in disbelief that this happened. I'm still in disbelief. He's playing for a head coach who was the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers and is a huge reason Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs. You're now putting Russell Wilson into that offense. You don't think he's going to be excited about that? Greg Olson last week with Colin Coward on his podcast talked about how he had never seen anything like it when he first met with Russell Wilson. It was If you haven't listened to it, find it. Colin Coward, Greg Olson. Greg Olson is turning into one of the best color commentators in the business after his first year with Fox and Kevin Burkhart. The the insight that he gave about Russell Wilson is incredible. So find it. You know that's what he's doing now and has been since he was traded to the Broncos. Diving into the playbook, getting with his receivers to set up like Peyton Manning did, those that time to, to get down the timing, to work with them. I there is no downside to this, especially with where the Broncos have been the last six years. It's instilled hopium. I've worn my Broncos Zubas to the displeasure of my wife, like basically every day this week. I put up my Broncos snot rocket flag. I I mean, I am, I just, I'm excited to be a Broncos fan again. And even if it doesn't lead to a Super Bowl, at least there's that expectation now. And it's not fool's gold. We're not talking ourselves into how elite Joe Flacco is and if he's in the prime of his career. We're not talking about Case Keesum. We're not can we're not trying to recreate the the Minneapolis miracle with Teddy Bridgewater and Case Keenum and Pat Shermer. We're not having another quarterback controversy. We're not going to have this discussion or debate on if Drew Locke just needs another off season. Yeah, we're done with all that. You know, and, and and it is if you're if you are one of those Bronco fans, if you're out there and you're in Broncos country and you're still a little bit on the fence, just ask yourself: Would you have rather traded for Jimmy Garoppolo? Would you have rather traded for Carson Wentz? Sexy garbage. Sexy garbage. Would you have rather? And believe me, you and I talked about it. We were gearing up for. Those conversations, the conversations around those quarterbacks that 
we were not really excited about, but looked like we're going to be an option. Or we're, would you have been okay with another year of Teddy Bridgewater if it meant uh, getting back into the uh, NFL draft to find a quarterback the next year? Would you like ask yourself if you would have been okay with those things? And and that's just what I tell people because I of course live in the Chicagoland area, and I have so many people telling me that. More, I love it when fans who have never seen good quarterback play because they've never had a good quarterback in their history tell me that I my team has mortgaged their future on a quarterback. Like, just because you don't know what it looks like and what it can do doesn't mean I don't understand it. It's not my fault that you've lived your entire life in this desert of of quarterback play where no one – Jay Cutler, with all of the talent in the world, came here and couldn't make it work. I know Jay is is obnoxious and and kind of a, a d bag. I get all that. Incredibly talented, and it didn't work in Chicago. And it just sort of seems to be the norm here. I, I think it's Chicago's fault, and that's maybe not something we need to talk about. But it's just sort of silly to me. Like, really, dude? Really? The last good quarterback you watched play was Sid Luckman in the nineteen fifties and sixties, and I have to hear you tell me that Russell Wilson isn't gonna fix things. Out of here. Thank you. What I would like to do is those people telling you that the Broncos mortgaged their future for Russell Wilson. Let's rewind a year ago where it was rumored that the Bears would be one of the possible destinations for Russell Wilson. And let's see how they reacted to that news then. Oh, yes. It was, uh, they wanted him. They wanted him bad. And now they don't have him. And maybe Justin Fields will turn out to, I, I wanted Justin Fields. Roles reversed. Only I got what I wanted, and I guess they did too. I don't know. That's a, a we'll we'll revisit this in a few years and see who's who's feeling better. That's probably the you, best know what, way to do you, it. you know what you know what we don't have. You know what's great about all this? The Broncos have a franchise elite quarterback, and we don't have to worry about it anymore. This, this is very true. This is very true. And then the other thing that we like about this, and and it's starting to happen already, is that free agency thing where hey, come to Denver because this is a destination that people want to go to. The fact that Russell Wilson chose Denver, I think is a a signal to the rest of the players of the league. If you want to win, come here. If if you want to be on a team that's got the talent to to succeed, this is where you want to be. And we've already seen a, a couple of signings in the free agency period and I know that uh as as we're recording this, they're not technically finalized, but they you know, it's the way the NFL works or whatever. And it won't be until I suppose people are listening to this at 2 PM that things start getting finalized. Uh, th- th- we're already seeing the fruits of that labor, right? Uh, the big one coming on, on March 15th on, on Tuesday, uh, with the signing of Randy Gregory, you got a five year, $70 million contract. Uh, the, the Cowboys defensive end said he was going back to Dallas. And then it sounds like Jerry Jones, jerried himself because he can't, he can't help himself made, made Randy angry and Randy got essentially the same deal and came to Denver instead. And it's a, a signing with a lot of upside, but there is some risk involved. He hasn't been able to stay on the field for a myriad of reasons. A lot of suspensions due to weed. And he's now coming to a state where it's legal. So I mean, the, the jokes write themselves. Are they, he has been better about it. Is, he has it, been better about it. He was the on NFL the leadership. testing for weed anymore? How does that work? Because I don't I know. know like, it, the NBA doesn't test states, for weed, right? It doesn't, but I I don't think the – obviously the NFL is not as progressive as the NBA. Right. I'm just – I'm trying to remember which leagues don't 
Like they're like, hey, don't do that, but we're not going to test for it. I think the NFL is heading there. I don't know. I, I think it's definitely been laxed from where it was a couple of years ago. I, I think they're still waiting for the national law to be repealed and there isn't very there, there isn't variance between state and state. Sure. So, but he has been on the leadership council from the Cowboys. Multiple Broncos reporters have talked about how George Payton and the Broncos did their research that he's well respected in the locker room. His teammates like him. He accepts coaching. He takes the coaching. He's a hard worker on the practice field. The thing is, he now needs to do it on the field. When he was on the field, he was one of the best pass rushers in football last year. Now can he be consistent? Can he do it on a more tangible level where he makes a bigger impact? Because he makes it, there's no doubt the impact he makes. Can he make a bigger impact? Can he live up to what everyone in the NFL thinks he can be? Because if he if he does, you're getting a guy who can change a game with his pressure, with his sack, with his turnover, his turnover rate. The amount of turnovers he created on pressure last year was the best in the NFL. So you're getting, there's no doubt he can do it. Can he be consistent and can he make it even bigger? And with this kind of contract, obviously 28 million, I'd say over three years, what, what did you say? A five-year deal? It's a five-year, $70 million deal. And I, I don't remember, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to go ahead and, and look at it, but I, I know there's, you know, obviously there's the guaranteed money up front. Um, it's essentially the same deal that he had in place with the Cowboys. And it just sort of ended up, uh, you know the way that the way that Jerry Jones does things, it's like he's always got to mess with stuff. I, and I'm honestly, I'm not seeing it here. But uh, let me just double. So check. the 28 million guaranteed isn't that big of a risk, as Andrew Brandt will always say. Basically, every five year deal is a three year deal. Andrew Brandt is great, by the way. Yep, he's, follow him. He he doesn't delve into the BS. He just tells it like it is. So it's a it, it's a I, I think it's a low risk, high reward signing because you're getting a guy who is going to get a second chance in a new place with a team that has a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And, and you said it there, just the, the low risk, high reward. I would say it, there is a certain amount of risk to it. That could be, um, as you've said, uh, an, an issue, right? If you can't be on the field, that's a problem. And the most important ability in the NFL, as the cliche goes is availability. So it's important that he remains on the field. But if he can be on the field, he's proven that he can have an impact. And I know one of the things that this does for the Broncos is it sort of takes them out of the running for uh, you know a guy like um, Chandler Jones, for example, who uh, would end up not being um, worth the money at that point because you've already dumped all, the, all that cash into Randy G Gregory. And I, I get all that. Uh, it also sort of signals the end of the – uh, Von Miller dream where so many of us and myself included were hopeful that Von Miller would somehow find his way back to uh, Denver and finish his career here. I think there was some mutual interest, but the money wasn't probably going to be right. And so this is, this is the move that sort of is all right. Denver got their defensive end. This is, this is how they're going to get pressure on the quarterback. And, and now you just sort of move forward. So we don't think about Chandler Jones anymore. We don't think about Von Miller anymore. We can kind of move on from there. The other thing they did on Tuesday 
was they signed, re-signed Josie Jewell. So again, there's a little bit of a focus there on defense and, and maintaining some continuity there. I think Josie Jewell was uh, a guy who it was either him or Alexander Johnson. That's kind of the way it looked. And Josie Jewell is the guy that he was garnering interest from other teams. He gets a two-year $11 million deal, and uh, he, he sort of keeps some continuity on the field for the Broncos as well. And then the other big signing is getting DJ Jones from the San Francisco 49ers, who is the de facto replacement for Shelby Harris. And I get it. There's going to be talk about how he doesn't really do it on pass situations, but they needed a run stuffer. And this guy is one of the best in football. When you're right behind Aaron Donald for tackles for loss, you're doing something right. And you're good at what you do. So DJ Jones is going to be the de facto replacement for Shelby Harris, but I think he's a better run stuffer, which is what this defense needed. They needed somebody to set the tone in the run game, to get pressure up the field on the interior part of the offensive line, which is where the Broncos have struggled since Malik Jackson and the Super Bowl year. There have been areas of the defense that have been good, but I would argue that the run defense has been one of the iffy. problem areas. Well, allow me to introduce you to Ernest Johnson of the of the Cleveland Browns, and that's just third a, string Browns running as far, back. It's as far as you need to go to understand the issues that the Broncos face. They they struggled against the run, and um, we've talked about Vic Fangio's defense a ton. I liked Vic Fangio's defense. I think we all do, but there there were issues there that he that defense could be exploited, especially with his personnel. You're right. Uh, bringing in a guy that can stuff the run. And I think I think some of the issue with the DJ Jones contract was the three-year, $30 million tag number there that some people didn't like the price tag. I, I guess I get it. But at the same time, like you said, this is a guy who's right behind Aaron Donald for uh, tackles for a loss. Let's let's be happy with that. I, I mean, that's something that you can smile about and say, yeah, this this should work out. And if you have a guy like DJ Jones – if he's able to get consistent interior pressure, even in the run game, that frees up your edge guys, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, which is what the Broncos needed. It all works together. And now I think you're going to see a focus on secondary. And we'll get in. I think we this would be a good time to get into the players that we would like the Broncos to target. Sure. I would like them to at least call about Tyron Matthew. This is a guy who has gone against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid the last couple of years in practice every day. Why would you not want that on your defense? He can play in any defense. He's versatile. He's smart. He's a hell of a football player. Why would you not want the Honey Badger on the Broncos defense next to Justin Simmons? Well, and that's the key right there. You, you've got Kareem Jackson, who is a free agent, and he's out there looking for a deal as well. If you're not going to bring Kareem Jackson back, Tyron Matthew seems like a, a, a logical choice to, to target because he can do exactly what you said he can do, which is uh, be an impact player on the field and bring you that insight into what's going on in Kansas City. Look, the goal is still, if you're, if you're an AFC West team, the goal is still trying to figure out how to move in front of the Kansas City Chiefs. The AFC West still belongs to the Chiefs. And I know it's Chargers season, and they've 
gone out and and done all kinds of amazing things. They traded for Khalil Mack. They signed what's his face. I know I should probably have the name on the you know just on the tip of my tongue, and I don't because I don't really care. Uh, Jackson, the cornerback. Yes, the Jack, the, the cornerback, J.C. Jackson. I I know that they're the the Chargers. Sebastian Jones Day. Yes, Sebastian Jones Day is the other one. The, I, they have so who was a guy a lot of Broncos fans wanted. Yeah, a little bit of a bummer there too. I think I think would have been fine with that. But whatever, they've pushed all their chips into the defensive pot, right? Which isn't the, surprising that it, which is which isn't surprising because that's what that they need to do. Garbage last it was, year. It was hot garbage. It wasn't sexy garbage. Wasn't it was sexy, just hot garbage. Hot. They've got the young quarterback. They've got the offensive weapons. There's no doubt about the fact that the Los Angeles Chargers are going to be a difficult out in 2022. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we've all been here before. This is Chargers season. It's the same as Bears talking up whatever quarterback they've got or Raiders fans trying to convince themselves that their team is a playoff team or, you know, I mean, there's so many things. Well, it's, it's the, the Chargers it's, when they were in San Diego with Phillip Rivers. Right. It's the same thing. And until it changes, it's the same thing. So the goal is always going to be until it happens, knocking off the Chiefs and the Broncos have a shot at Tyron Matthew and making that happen. Why not take a swing at him? That to me, it would be a good move. The other thing they need to do in free agency, and the other thing that we've kind of been paying attention to, if you're really watching it, is they need to figure out the offensive line. There are issues with the offensive line. Right tackle's a big one. And then the other name that pops up is Lyle Collins from the Cowboys. And it looks like he's going to be released. Why not? Why not go and get him? Uh, there have there were enough issues on the offensive line for the Broncos that yes, a good quarterback will help with some of that. But Lyle Collins seems like a guy that could really fix things on that line and make the offensive line uh, just that much better because that is going to be key. Here's where it gets interesting. Randy Gregory and Lyle Collins have the same agent. Well, there you go. Done. Just just check it off the. The list. There you go. That's uh, probably not done. That's probably. Not, I don't. I'm sure that's not how it works. Doesn't Randy Gregory's uh, agent coach high school lacrosse somewhere in the Denver area? He did does. I, did I read big, that somewhere? He since his agent is local. I think that's why Vic Lombardi was the one who broke the Randy Gregory news, which was after the Cowboys had tweeted that they had brought him back. <laughs> that and was then the a, Broncos tweeted surprise yeah that that was a can we just talk just for just a second we just talk about how that went down on social media because it was funny the the whole you know randy gregory's going back to denver everybody shifts focus everybody knows that the the broncos are now now they're in on chandler jones that's the whole conversation and then just out of nowhere vic lombardi tweets out the broncos are getting randy gregory like wait a minute why is vic why is Vic the guy breaking this story? Because we all know Vic is really too busy watching the Nuggets and, and you know claiming the west side of Denver all day. So there's no way he knows what's going on. And then come to find out, or if you didn't know and I didn't know until I read it, that Randy Gregory's agent is from is is a high school lacrosse coach in Denver. What a weird what a weird combo that is. And so he knows. Vic and he told Vic I, I don't know that, that whole thing the way it played out was very interesting and I did love the Broncos with their little surprise tweet that was their their social media is getting better can we a little 
little respect to the Broncos social media getting just a little bit better over the course of the last year or so. I'm I'll, I'm going to give them a little credit there. Yeah, it's it's been a lot better. And it's fun and it's because they have a quarterback. It does help. You can have more fun on social media when you have a franchise quarterback. Absolutely. But uh, I I do I do like the idea of them whether it's a trade or in free agency making him the next free agent target because if you can lock down the right side of the offensive line which is something that John Elway didn't even do even with Peyton Manning that's a huge win for Russell Wilson for the offense for the team yeah it's it is it's been hard to watch that revolving door there and then just some other signings and some things that have taken place since the last time we spoke uh the interesting Chris Harris Jr. to me is sort of just that's just nostalgia poking its head up and saying, hey, hello. Uh, but I would love to see uh, just a little bit more interest in Bobby Wagner. You know how I feel about inside linebackers. I just I, I, I need I need a good inside linebacker. And he would be he would be a really nice piece on defense for this Broncos team. And now Russell Wilson uh, maybe could do a little recruiting. You can say, hey, we just signed, uh, you know, just signed Randy Gregory. He's a guy who's going to, you know, eat up some some blockers for you. Uh, we've, we've got a nice nose tackle in DJ Jones who's going to eat up some blockers. This this could be a, a, a nice fit if the Broncos are willing. They'd have to pony up some cash. And I know they just paid Josie Jewell, but Bobby Wagner would still look really good in a Broncos uniform. He would. And I he's another one of those defensive players where you could plop him into – any system and he's going to perform. And I get there's some, some talk about how he took a step or two back last year with Seattle. I still think he's a guy you at least see if you can get him in and maybe he'll be motivated to come in and play with Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson has apparently been trying to recruit him to the Denver Broncos. So I, I would have no problem with having the middle of your defense being, uh, Bobby Wagner and Tyron Matthew. There'd be worse ways to shore up the middle of your defense. Yeah. And then if you really want to have fun, just go get punter, John Hecker, who's uh, not going to be with the Rams anymore. Can you imagine his leg in Denver? Like he could probably punt it out of the stadium, which is crazy. Just, just, you know, since the market King incident, I think the rule is don't get excited about punters. Is that the rule? It is, but his leg in Denver, yikes. The other big news, free agent-wise, I guess, even though he wasn't a free agent, was a certain quarterback unretired, which isn't surprising because I couldn't believe that he was going to retire after the way the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost to the Los Angeles Rams in the playoffs. And then, of course, with Russell Wilson now being out of the NFC and basically only Aaron Rodgers in the division and Matt Stafford. I mean, that's basically it, right? In, in terms yeah, of no, NFC. I mean, I don't know who you else you're going it, through. We're in talking the about Tom Brady unretiring. Which, uh, you're right. I was not surprised by that either. Mostly because there were a couple things that that indicated to me that Tom Brady was not going to stay retired. One, the way that his retirement got announced, I think – really ticked him off. I he's he wants to do everything on his terms. He is a seven-time Super Bowl winning, you know, quarterback. He's he's on the Mount Rushmore of of 
quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I guess if we're going to talk about that, that's that's something that he's considered one of the greatest of all time, you know, not top two or three, which whatever, however your feelings are about that. I don't like saying it, but that's fine, whatever. He probably has earned the right to be the one who breaks that news. And so I'm sure he didn't like being scooped by Adam Schefter. I'm sure that bothered him. And on top of that, you're telling me that Tom Brady, the way he played, was needed to retire? He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. His body is still healthy enough to continue to play. Father Time is really struggling with this one. I, I, I'm, I've, still, I've still got my money on Father Time. I think he wins this bout. But Tom Brady is taking this in well into overtime, if you will. And so to me, I think he got to a point where the frustration of seeing his retirement sort of get muddied, the big moves at quarterback, the open door in the NFC, as you just mentioned. And, you know, athletes who have spent their entire lives doing something, when it's time to start doing it again, when they've retired, I think that's one of the hardest times for them if their body still feels good. And you'll hear, you know, athletes talk about, you know, I knew it was time to retire when I was unable to prepare anymore, right? That was one of the things that John Elway talked about that. Peyton Manning talked about that. The inability to prepare is is the problem, right? Playing the game is never the issue. It's never hard to play the game. It's motivating yourself to prepare to play the game. And I'm guessing that Tom Brady got to this point in the year and felt motivated to get ready and and had that pang of, I need to get out on the field. I need to be working on timing with my guys. I need to be uh, lifting weights and doing all those things that I'm supposed to be doing to get ready. And he probably had to convince his wife. I'm sh- I think there was some issues with Giselle wanting him to retire. But at the same time, she probably understood he needs to go out on his own terms. So is it a surprise? Ish. It's surprise-ish. I mean, I think I saw somewhere that Tom Brady's retirement didn't last as long as Kim Kardashian's marriage to Chris Humphreys. So I guess we could just Tom Brady's retirement and, and Kim Kardashian's marriages at, at first marriages were are, are similar and that they didn't last. And then not just the NFC, but the current division he's playing in literally has no quarterbacks. I mean, I guess you could argue Matt Ryan, but the product around, they don't have any, I mean, they just lost Russell Gage to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So literally Matt Ryan has no receivers anymore because of Calvin Ridley's suspension for sports betting, which we can get into that in a different podcast. But I mean, he literally sees that, okay, well, we have an automatic win in the NFC South. So we'll have a top four seed potentially be a top two seed. I mean, the path is open. As you mentioned, the way he played, I mean, even the way that he played in that playoff loss to the Rams, I mean, he can still, you can make the argument he was the MVP last year. I I think there are people who did and and people who probably still will. I mean, as, as good as Aaron Rodgers played, and he played incredibly well, MVP caliber, he, he, Tom Brady could have been considered the MVP. And, and so, you know, the NFC to me is, is a, is a three horse race, uh, unless Deshaun Watson ends up in new Orleans, which is something that who knows what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Aren't you happy? You don't have to be in that conversation anymore. We got Russell Wilson. So (laughs) let's, 
that's another another happy place to be. We don't even think about Deshaun Watson. But if he ends up in either New Orleans or Carolina, because those are two places that he's rumored to be interested in, uh, that would make the path a little bit harder for Tom Brady, but not impossible. I don't I don't think those two teams, even with Deshaun Watson, become teams that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need to be worried about. So just in general, knowing that there's really only three teams standing in your way, it's hard to walk away from those odds. Knowing that you have pretty good odds of getting back to another Super Bowl and building on that legacy and continuing to build your resume. I mean, by the time it's all said and done, Tom Brady is is going to be uh, at the very top of people's lists for greatest quarterback of all time. Now, it won't change my list. I still would rather have John Elway as my starting quarterback, and I and I don't know that there's anything that will ever change that. Just like you know, my old man's list still has Johnny Unitas at the top. You know, it's one of those things. That's a that's a childhood thing, I'm sure. So, looking at it in terms of how Tom Brady views his own legacy, this is a move that for him. I think he had to make. I think he had to make this move, even though we were all more than happy to have him leave the NFL. You know who else is happy about this? Ben Roethlisberger. He doesn't have to share the stage with Tom Brady for the Hall of Fame in five years. Yeah, that quarterback is a guy who will go into the Hall of Fame, won't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's a guy that will go into the Hall of Fame. people bury their head in the sand and just, just allow forget, it. Just not want to discuss certain but we'll, things but we'll discuss character. we'll discuss Deshaun Watson and those certain things maybe but, but we won't discuss Ben Roethlisberger and those things that's an interesting I, I don't I don't think the I don't think NFL media is doing that with Deshaun Watson either that's just look true. at the tone deaf tweet from Adam Schefter announcing the news of the non-grand jury indictment that's that's true I it is uh there's always that uh I don't know how to how I want to. There's always that sort of uh, less than less than bright spot that you have to acknowledge, right? The the you see that dark place over there, as Mufasa said to Simba, we don't ever go over there. I feel like that's how the NFL treats it, and when it gets to those kinds of situations, we don't talk about those things. We see Tyreek Hill, yeah, see see Tyreek Hill, right? The the cheetah, they he ran right into that dark space, and we don't talk about that anymore. So uh, it is. It is fr- that's one of the more frustrating things about the NFL. Not to take this in that particular direction, because I don't know if you know this, but the Denver Broncos traded for Res- Russell Wilson. <laughs> you guys, and, nothing can make me unhappy. And as good as all of that is, there was a tweet that he and Sierra were at Children's Hospital. Hasn't even been announced as the Broncos quarterback, and he's already doing good for the community in a old school Denver Broncos shirt for Sierra no less you've been listening to Mile High Report Radio get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com and as always go Broncos okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.